This is the latest United We Stand podcast brought to you from sunny Luton in Bedfordshire around Manchester United's Premier League game at Kenilworth Road and a few days ahead of Sir Jim Ratcliffe's involvement with Manchester United becoming official. Today's podcast is brought to you by Improve Easy. Improve Easy helping United fans save money on their energy bills by installing home improvement measures such as free solar panels, free boilers and free insulation. They can be installed in your house. All you need to do is text the word EASY to 60777 to see if you qualify for government funds. That's text the word EASY, E-A-S-Y, to 60777. Why not give it a try? You might be missing out. I'm outside the main entrance at Luton and the sign for the ticket office, Oak Road, the famous away end with the little entrance. And I uh, just started speaking to a gentleman. What's your name? Philip uh, White. Who do you support, Philip? I support actually Luton Town and Manchester United. So uh, a bit confused in my life, but um, it's the way you've been brought up, kind of stuff. Because uh, at the end of the day, I had a few friends from Manchester that I went to school with, and they got me into Man United. So I used to go to Man United. I also love Luton Town. So uh, unfortunately, I'm a bit screwed at the moment. And today, I will not listen to the game. Today, I will just walk away and. Keep my feelings to myself, but I've just come down here to see the coaches turn up. So uh, just get a little bit of the atmosphere today before I disappear this afternoon. Where are you from? I'm from Luton. Actually born in Luton. So you grew up supporting two teams and uh, going, yeah, going to the games of both yeah, teams. Yeah, unfortunately I used to go with the, um, the Cotney Reds. Yeah. Uh, we used to get a coach from uh, just at the bottom of the M1, uh, Junction 10, and then jump on the coach and go up there and watch May United. And then come back home didn't have a home game against Luton Town so uh, I was up and down the country. I'm walking down this tiny passageway behind the Bobbers stand and you're talking like two metres of space it's the stand where Millwall fans uh, rearranged in the 1980s in, in, in acts of uh, extreme violence that was headline news and a gentleman has just stopped me on the way through what's your name? Uh, Nail. And he told me he's a subscriber to United We Stand. Good for you, Niall. Yeah. Printed or digital? Yeah, uh, printed. Good man. Where are you from? Uh, Donegal, Ireland. And have you got a ticket for today? Uh, I've got family here in Luton. Uh, they've been living here for a long time and they are season ticket holders with seats just behind the away double. Look at you. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. So there's two themes developing on this podcast. It's the Irish in Luton, because there's a strong history of people coming over to work in the car factories yeah, here, yeah. and people not having tickets or struggling for tickets. So you've brought both themes together, eh? Yeah, so yeah. you're just going to keep your head down today. Yeah, I'll try. It could be hard to contain if you need a score now, but... Uh... I think I'm going to have to try and... Are you confident? I am actually, yeah. I'm confident today. I think we'll, I think we'll win today. I hope so as well. I can just see the, uh, the Norwegian and Swedish journalists here walking by the side of the ground and nobody would recognise them but these lads were uh, hello mate how are you fine are you yeah. nice to see you you okay it's like the burnabout isn't it you know <laughs> those lads were top international footballers walking past unrecognised in uh, in Luton um, it will be a great feeling just to come back up again because at the end of the day you've got to think about Luton Town earned 150 or 160 grand within 15 years and in one go at getting up to the um, one game at Wembley to win that game they've earned 170,000 pounds to a uh, million well, yeah, yeah million yes yeah, yeah. to uh, to get, get up and that's just unreal so they've earned really more in, 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 in yeah. the season than in, in their 
entire it's history. It's history, yeah. And this season has been a good one, really. Yeah, it's quite. It's quite. You know, we're giving it a go. We're, we're, we're pretty wide open in defence, but you know we can score goals. You know what I mean? You know we've got one or two players that come off. I think very direct football, lots of crosses yeah, into I, the centre. I think Townsend is forwards. totally changed the thing, and uh, Barley as well. Just getting those two in, which is unbelievable for us, and then just turn it around but you know we're going to give it a go but I, you know I've got to be honest I don't think we're going to stay up but you know at least, at least we've given games that people can remember like the Newcastle game and, and gave Chelsea a good one and two and Arsenal a good one and two so you know and and Man City. Two, oh, two, two against Liverpool so yeah so you know and Bath Brighton yeah so you're a very aggressive team a uh, brave team yeah it's very tight that pitch is so tight in there it's, it's unreal it doesn't you know Obviously, you know, when you sit there and watch it, you can tell it's definitely not a premiership uh, kind of like pitch size ground, right? But then Luton do the one touch football, so they have to, they've got no option. They run out of room otherwise, so uh, they have to do the one touch football to keep the, uh, you know, keep the pressure on and all that kind of stuff. So, so who uh, supports who in this town? You, you, you're Man United and Luton, are the Liverpool and Luton oh, fans there's as well? A and huge, huge Liverpool support here. Is that because Luton attracted a lot of people into Luton in the 50s and 60s from, from London is that would that yeah, be fair I, I, yeah. I, think, I think so from London and plus like I've got an Irish background there's a massive uh, Irish immigration here because of the industry here yeah. because of the car making yeah. the hatters yeah. Uh, yeah. and that's why you've got a lot of Liverpool and you've got a lot of Manchester United sports because of the Irish influence coming over so it was described to me when I was last year as being like a northern town but in the south yeah it is, it is, it is, and I'll tell you what, like, a northern working class town at that. Yeah, yeah. Know, I think you know, a Burnley or a Rotherham somewhere like yeah. that. It's just not a rich town. It's not a rich town, but like with with the car industry, it giving us you know plenty of work. Like when I started, I worked at General Motors for twenty odd years, and when I started, there was twenty two and a half thousand people. So, wow. so you you seem like you know you were soon grateful of that kind of stuff because like you know I had family in there and all that kind of stuff. So um, that that gave me the living. And that gave me, like, you know, to go out, you know, buy your own properties and all that kind of stuff. So we're lucky enough we had an in- industry like that in in Luton. And plus you've got El- Ellesmere Port, which is up in Liverpool. And I think, God bless it, up in Liverpool, they, they wish they had that as well. And So Vauxhall's still here? Uh, in a small kind yeah. of, like, uh, thing, just making vans. But it's, it's down to 2,500 people so now. So it's a long so. way down. Yeah, and... You know, I think the airport might take over the land sooner or later. So the airport's really important employee yeah. employer as well. Yeah, yeah. Because I think with um, with the airport, they they are still looking into trying to extend to a, a third runway now. So um, I reckon they will take the land from General Motors down there and uh, and you you know sell off General Motors and have it. So. Um, because I know one or two people that work in General Motors and they, they think they're on the edge now. They, they think, like, with the electric cars coming out, they can't afford. They're too expensive and the, the industry is selling less and less and less. So it could end up to be uh, closed in the end, bless it. But well, it gave me a start in life, so... Be, we're talking about um, car production in Luton or the need for a second runway at the airport. But there you go, that's the joy of this <laughs> podcast. What can I have a score prediction for today, or, or do you really not want to think about that? Um, it, it, in, my, in my head, I really do think that you know Luton will like uh, give give Man United a few frights and that kind of stuff. And I, I think we can go down to a one-one today. Hopefully, who's we? 
all of us. Both teams. <laughs> all of us for one one. But otherwise, I won't be listening to it enough. And you're not going to listen to it. No, I that's can't. crazy. I can't do it. You've come down the ground to see the players coming it. in. You've got to see. I've got, if you I've, got a ticket, would you go in? Uh, I, I would go in, but then um, my I, I've, I've messed up before. I've done it before when I've been sitting in the Luton end, and United have scored first. I've gone, I stood up and go, oh, get in there, my son. And then uh, everyone looked at me, and I sat down. I said, "Sorry about that. I've, I'm, I've had a few drinks last night. I've been sitting the wrong time." And then Luton equalised, and I'm back up again. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> is I, your accent a Luton accent? It is a Luton yeah. accent. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so it's uh, quite southern. It's yeah. Well, I've got an Irish background. I had Irish right. parents, so it's pretty hard to understand them. So, uh, well, we can understand you and appreciate you talking to <laughs> yeah, us. Yeah, well, thank you very much. All the know. best. I'm outside the away end, speaking to different people. And Stuart. 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 So, it's a, it's a female. It's a really, it's a really, it's a really, really hard ticket. Stuart, I've seen you everywhere. You were on this podcast in Dublin at the start of the season. You got a ticket for today? No. Why? Because. The, the allocation tickets are fucking shambles. Like the, the number or the way they're allocated? Uh, well, to, to be fair, to be fair, I'm sulking, but this, I mean, this one's it's, a, it's an anomaly, and I suppose it's some, we're having such a small allocation, but it's, it's just wrong. I don't, I don't get any, I just, I don't get anything on my own, and it's getting harder and harder. So, you, so it's wrong, you're applying and you're not getting anything? Yeah, I don't get anything. So no. I'm hearing this all the time now. Yeah. I'm hearing people who applied for 15 so far this season, and they've got like one and, or two or. And I did the last United We Stand editorial about it, about a guy who's gone 16 games on the bounce without getting a ticket. So, how many are you getting? Uh, on average, two or three a year. Two or three but, a year. Right. The, 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 what pisses me off about the loyalty system is, it's never been topped up. Right. And my daughter's 21. We used to, back in those days, 2001, I missed three, was it? Well, I missed middles. No, I'm not thinking, I'm sure it was one, you know. Go on, anyway. No, we're recording. It was 2002, yeah, right, anyway, yeah. So the, the game I missed was my daughter's 21 now. I, we used to have two days then to apply Monday, Tuesday. I put my dad's in on the Monday. So you didn't get right, in the loyalty right. part? And, and then she went into labour, right? right and my firstborn. We only had two days then. So, so for you, once in my life, United weren't the most important thing. So you didn't get into yeah. the loyalty yeah, part, yeah, and you're yeah, still effectively yeah, right, paying right. a price for that 20 yeah, years 20, later. 21 years later. He's here, he's no ticket. He's 18. How can he possibly get in it? Yeah. And I, as well, that sounds like a right conceited get here, Andy. But I don't believe there's anybody outside the loyalty part who's been to as many games in the last 20 years. I know I don't get rewarded. It's a fucking joke. It's, and it, I'm, I'm wound up with it. So what are you going to do today? Um, getting too old to pull any stunts. I'll have one or two things up my sleeve, but never, you never know, dear. But it's pathetic. Questioning myself, 50 coming down here, really? We out a ticket? Come on. That's how I grew up. There's loads of... Um... <laughs> yeah, but if you, if you get in and you get a late winner, Stu... <laughs> <laughs> we've, no, we've we've run out of late winners. We've had too many this month alone. I don't think we're getting any more. Yes, I'm right. Well, I wish you luck. Yeah. I've just been talking to uh, a young lady just come up to me, and she's come from Sydney. She's a United fan. Um, she's travelled here. She's not got a ticket. <laughs> she's home. not in the loyalty part. Yeah, no, no. And you're yeah, home I gathered that. I gathered that. <laughs> right, off to work on the speech. Good luck. See you later. Take care. <clears throat> walking down this tiny passageway behind the bobbers stand and you're talking like two meters of space it's the stand where Millwall fans uh, rearranged in the 1980s in, in, in acts of uh, extreme violence that was headline news and a gentleman has just stopped me on the way through what's your name uh, Niall and he told me he's a subscriber to United We Stand. Good for you, Niall. Yeah. Printed or digital? Uh, printed. Good man. Where are you from? Uh, Donegal, Ireland. 
And have you got a ticket for today? Uh, I've got family here in Luton. Uh, they've been living here for a long time and they are season ticket holders with seats just behind the away double. Lucky you. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. So there's two themes developing on this podcast. It's the Irish in Luton because there's a strong history of people coming over to work in the car factories yeah, here yeah. and people not having tickets or struggling for tickets. So you've brought both themes together here. Yeah, so yeah. you're just going to keep your head down today. Yeah, I'll try. It could be hard to contain if you need a score now, but uh, I think I'm going to have to try. And Are you confident? I am actually, yeah. I'm confident today. I think we'll, I think we'll win today. I hope so as well. I can just see the uh, the Norwegian and Swedish journalists here walking by the side of the ground, and nobody would recognise them. But these lads were uh, hello, mate. How are you? Fine, are you? Yeah. Nice to see you. Good. You okay? It's like the Burnabout, isn't it? You know. <laughs> Those lads were top international footballers walking past unrecognised in uh, in Luton. Um, walked into the stadium now and there's a sign saying mind your head it's really cramped it's, this is a main stand as you would find often in the English fourth tier it's full of character there's not really much point in them spending a load of money because they're moving the moving grounds and I'm here early the workers are arriving and backs onto the Luton to Dunstable busway I've just overheard a, uh, a steward saying, if you see any Man United fans in the home section, give us a shout. We need to get them out because they could cause trouble. They might have brought tickets in the home sections. So uh, well, people will be listening to this afterwards. I'm walking now past the Nick Owen Lounge and the Eric Morecambe Suite. These were both... Um, Luton Town supporters and celebrities in the 1980s, which was when Luton had a bit of a high point. And they're going to the ground. I'm just uh, walking under the very tight main stand again at Luton Town, and a gentleman has just called my name. Um, we're strictly speaking, we're in the home end here. You don't need to put your name here, but you uh, you support the same team as me, yeah? Yes, I do. That's correct, yes. Um, how have you got a ticket? Uh, one of my uh, Luton associates I've known in my life has helped me out today, so I decided to come so I couldn't miss the game, basically. So it'll be no cheering, no nothing, but just be enjoying it and being respectful to Luton. And that's, that's a very adult way of looking at things, <laughs> very mature. <laughs> Given that you're holding two pints there that have yet to be drunk, I'd like to them, see. One of them things. I'd like to see the reality if Garnacho gets a last-minute winner. Well, we've had two late winners recently at Wolves and uh, Villa, yeah. so hopefully, again, if it happens, it does. But I have to calm down and make sure I don't disgrace myself. So. And you reckon you, you have you got that in you? I have. Yes, I have. Yeah. Yes, I have. Uh, re- respecting the people who. Yes, because it's a good, it's a, it's a cracking football club, yeah. isn't it? And they've done really well. Oh, oh, brilliant! Yeah, it's great. It's an, and hopefully, other than today, I do hope they win a lot of their remaining games and stay up. So, how far do you live from here? Oh, 
20 minutes. And is that area a Luton area or a Man United and Liverpool popular? Then? No, it's uh, Arsenal and Tottenham and unfortunately West Ham area. So this is north of, north of London, north of Luton? Yes. Okay, so it's it's much more London clubs? Yes, correct. Would that yes, be it because it's a London overspill from like the 50s, 60s? Exactly, okay. yeah, that's what it is, yes. Okay. So your mates support them clubs, but some of them might like Luton as well? Correct, that's it, exactly. Okay. Can I have a score prediction? 3 1 Manchester United. Sound? I hope you're right. So do I. People listening to this will know if you are or not. <laughs> this is interesting twist. Talking to a gentleman here. What's your name? Lars. And he's wearing a Luton Town shirt. And where are you from? I'm from Norway. A Luton fan from Norway? Yeah. How long have you supported Luton Town? 35 odd years, yeah. What first attracted you to Luton Town, living in Norway? Yeah, I saw them on the on the telly back in Norway in 88. No, 7-4 against Oxford. Started started following them. them. So I've been there like nearly 100 times. To, You've to been to Kenilworth Road 100 times? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many Luton fans are in Norway? 200, approximately. So you have an official support as Yeah, yeah. I started two... it in 91. Right. Yeah. Right, just this is just soaking into my brain here. Yeah. So there's 200 paid-up Luton fans. Yeah, yeah. You started in '91. <coughs> yeah. What did you do, like a newsletter or a? Yeah, an internet page now. Internet. We, we, we had uh, the Hattish magazine, which we used to 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 do like five times a year. Uh, and the club know you exist? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm. Uh, I go go in and out what I want here really? at Kenilworth Road. Yeah, you can yeah. come. Have you met people like Mick Harford? Yeah, he used to visit me, so... Yeah. He comes to visit you in Norway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I shouldn't say this, but... And I don't get starstruck, <laughs> because in my job I meet football players every day. <laughs> but when I met Mick Harford oh. in 2019, I went to write a piece about Accrington Stanley, yeah. and they played Luton. Yeah. And I know Accrington's manager, and he invited me for a drink after the game and said, here's Luton's manager, Mick. I know who you are. <laughs> I used to love him as a player. He's But what a nice man. And he, and he had um, a cancer scare, I think. Is that right? Yeah, mm. that's right. And um, I was starstruck. Yeah. And he's, he's the main man here at, here, at, here at Luton. So he's more than a footballer, because yeah, he's he been there as you've gone down and down and down and down and down. Yeah. And come up and up and up and up. He's yeah. like an even keel. Yes, yes. So uh, hard he's, bastard. He's yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a fucking leg, legend. Harris. He's a legend. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. And he looks great. And he looks very, very nice. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. looks like yeah. the. Um, he looks like he's like a pop star. Yeah, he does. Centre yeah. forward for Luton Town, six foot two, proper English centre forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. Why did Mick Harford never win the Ballon d'Or? Is what we should be asking here. Um, he, he had some very good games against Manchester United. Do you know, or does Mick know? Probably does. Manchester United were interested in signing him. Yeah, I heard that. Alex Ferguson was... I think um, Mick Harford said it to me, yeah, actually. Yeah, well, it's true. Yeah. And Brian Kidd was really pushing. Yeah. Brian was his fan, not Alex. Yeah. And... Uh, so this season must be amazing for you. Fantastic. So, tried, as I said before, uh, that I was here in '92 watching Luton in the in the old first division. Yeah, I'm not talking and about I, the game here in '92. I'm sorry, no. I'm banning <laughs> you. Mickey Harvey scored then, but uh, but um, 
I said that if it's going to take like 32 years until we're here again, so uh, I probably won't live then. So I had to go to all the, all the games this season. So. I'm, 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 a, I'm a season ticket holder. So. I came here last April and I wrote a piece. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I met. I felt like I really got into the soul of the town. And then I tweeted it, and both the local M- members of parliament yeah. tweeted it, and they're like, at last somebody understands us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And certain phrases stuck to me, and I said it earlier on this podcast, a northern town in the south. Yeah, it is, it is. You know, it's not pretty. No, the, no. the train station is horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that doesn't mean a place cannot have a good heart. Absolutely. I hope you lose today, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I, hope, right. I hope you're Score prediction. wrong. 2-1 Luton. So, if you can hear me above chants of heart now here, the Luton sing, the Watford ran away, I can tell you that United took the lead in the first minute after Rasmus Hoyland took advantage of a mistake by Amari Bell. And I think Hoyland scored, but there's a large post in between me and the goal. So I couldn't tell you for absolute certain. But yeah, the United fans are to my left, 1,100 of them. And, well, what a great start. United have started really well here. A sense, this is exactly what United wanted. Quieting the crowd a little bit. And the ball goes back towards the loot and, oh, it's a goal, oh, it's another goal, it's another goal. And it's from Hoyland again. And, God, Hacho's set it up. I actually can't see the goal. Um, yeah, it's Luton nil, Manchester United two, and the only six minutes gone here. Seventy-seven minutes gone. It's Luton one, Manchester United two. It's an incredible game of football for, for a neutral. But I'm. Uh, I'm not, and I don't think most of you are either. It's end-to-end, it's very open, there's lots of mistakes. Both teams losing losing the ball, creating chances and counter-attacks for the other team. Garnacho just had a really good chance 10 minutes or so ago. Manchester United attack now. It's Marcus Rashford plays the ball forward to Garnacho, cuts the ball back to Scott McTominay, and he takes a shot which is just saved by Kaminsky right in front of the 1100 United fans it's proper end-to-end stuff Luton fans in the corner pull on I mean listen to listen to the noise it's, it's 11,000 seater it's a tiny stadium and it's one of the noisiest in terms of the atmosphere Johnny Evans has come on for Harry Maguire at half time Harry was on a booking probably a good decision Scott McTominay came on for Casemiro at half-time. Casemiro was on a booking, probably a good decision. So we're down to 12 minutes to go, plus time added on. But Luton fans are so up for it. You wouldn't have foreseen this after six or seven minutes when United went 2-0 up, but this is United and with those 2-0 score lines. It's happened several times this season. I'm watching Kobe Maynard's feet, he's so quick. Andy Cole sat right behind me and I just said Andy what about his feet and he just purred in appreciation I've got Harry Styles sat to my right uh, from Holmes Chapel big Man United area 
his dad Des goes the match of all the Holmes Chapel Reds as and the boys so if United can hold on here and get a win that'll be four straight wins in the Premier League but there's still a lot of time to go here Nerve Going online without ExpressVPN is like using your smartphone without a protective case. Most of the time you'll probably be fine, but all it takes is one accidental drop onto solid concrete to make you wish that you'd protected yourself. So why does everyone need a VPN? Well, every time you connect to an unencrypted network in cafes, hotels, airports, etc., your online data is not secured. Any hacker on the same network can gain access and steal your personal data, passwords, financial details, etc. It doesn't take much technical knowledge to hack somebody. Just some cheap hardware is needed. A smart 12-year-old could do it. And your data is valuable. Hackers can make up to £1,000 per person selling your personal information on the dark web. So why use ExpressVPN? Well, apart from the fact it's the one that I use, it's got an encrypted tunnel technology, which is between your device and the internet. Hackers cannot steal your sensitive data because of that secure encrypted tunnel. And it's secure. It takes a hacker with a supercomputer a billion years to get past ExpressVPN's encryption. It's easy to use as well. Fire up the app and click one button to get protected. And it works on all devices phones, laptops, tablets, and more. So you can stay secure on the go. I've been using ExpressVPN for four or five years now. I'm really happy with it. And I'm pleased that they support this podcast and also that there is an offer for United We Stand listeners. You can secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com forward slash United. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com forward slash United. And you can get an extra three months for absolutely nothing. Expressvpn.com forward slash United. Eric, congratulations on the win. Um, is it, it must please you that two of the youngest players on the pitch and Cobby Main and Rasmus Hoyland were the ones who really stood out today? Yes, of course. Um, uh, we are pleased with that performance from both of them. Uh, they, yeah, they, they performed very well, uh, two goals. Um, I think. Um, also, Kobe uh, was, I think, was very mature, and I think he's progressing from game to game. So, uh, hopefully, the process uh, will, uh, will keep going on. Just to clarify, the substitutions were were two of them tactical. Was was, was Harry Maguire injured, or was that because he was on a yellow card as well? I think the game uh, was going in the direction. There was a lot of pressure on the referee, and. Yeah, they both were a risk for another booking and we have good replacement with Scott McTominay and with Johnny Evans and um, uh, yeah, so that's why we took them off. We didn't want to go in that risk. Andy. That's four straight league wins, three of them at away grounds which are pretty difficult. Do you sense a genuine momentum building is it still fragile? Uh, fragile because we didn't take the chances. Um, I think we should have scored <laughs> yeah. much more, much more, uh, many more goals. 
after 2-0, I think big chances for Rashford and for Garnacho. Uh, and that could have been 3-0, 4-0. And then I think then we dropped too deep, we allowed them to some crosses, some shots, we conceded 2-1. And then after half-time, also some, they built of course the pressure, but we had really massive chances and we should have scored. And on the other hand, uh, uh, Luton Town, they didn't, they did, they did lose games, but I think only one time, uh, two times this season with two goals difference. Uh, so it is not so easier, and especially the last weeks, they, um, uh, they, uh, they, their performances are very good, their results are very good. And uh, so how we started the game, that was exactly how we want to do it. And I think it was perfect also transfer from the game plan. Um, and the only thing, well, what, what we didn't do so well was be more clinical in front of the goal, score more goals, because I think today we could have scored easy five goals. Lorry. Eight yellow cards for Casemiro in his last ten games. Um, do you have to have a word with him about that kind of thing, just because it feels like that then uh, sort of limits what you can do in the field? I, I spoke already, but then, but it's it looked like hey, even when he is not touching opponents, hey, he get booked, and often on the first book on the first um, moment in the game as well. So I think it's crazy. Today was I think similar. Um, I think it's so unfair that first booking, and the second he could have given, and, then I, and that's why we took him off. But yeah, then it's difficult to play when you are ready, you know, when you not even touch an opponent, and then you you get booked. John, yeah, Eric, can I just ask you about Rasmus? It was his sixth consecutive game that he scored in today. He's still such a young player. In fact, he's, he's, he's set a record, isn't he, for being the youngest player to score that number of goals. What is his potential and how pleasing is it that he's in this sort of group? Uh, we are f uh, very happy with our recruitment and that we that we recruited the right character and uh, because uh, he can perform under stress and when things go against him like in the first season of uh, he is uh, he has the abilities uh, to have a strong character and to be resilient and to determined and to, to score goals. And that is what we saw when we, when we scouted him. And uh, of course, he, he needed some support because it's not so easy when so young, but um, in general, he kept calm and yeah, you see his abilities. And also I want to mention in the start, he didn't have so much luck. Eh? He, he scored some goals. Eh? So for instance, the one against Brighton, his first game, and then they disallow him and no one knows still why. Uh, and uh, and that our mo moments are very important to come in a new club in a new league um, uh, for especially for a striker to build some confidence and yeah that was that was him not given but you see he's a fighter he keeps going and he has great abilities um, in front of the goal. Did you feel there's a lot more to come from him because he is still so young, isn't he? Oh, I think there are, I think there are many ranges areas where you can improve but that he has scoring abilities that's clear but um, I think what we already have seen from September he's here he's improving a, a lot also in many other areas like uh, holding up the ball. Uh, last question. Um, just on Casemiro, just what you mentioned, um, the bookings may have been unfair but um, do you think he's still hitting the standards that you expect from him or is he falling a bit below that or is he... Yeah. You can see 
Now he's back in the team. He gives so much to the team, has so much calmness um, and uh, organization. So we are very happy because uh, since he's back, uh, the, the team also lifts up the levels. And Luke Shaw was seen with a protective boot. Has he got a knock? He was not a knock, no. Okay, thank you very much. So that's it. I'm back in uh, London now. I ran, walked, jogged to Luton train station and I got the 8.44 to St Pancras, which was packed. Standing room only. I'm going to stay in London, meet a couple of contacts, do a couple of interviews, do my job. And uh, got no game this week, have we? So it's a bit different because this time last year we were in a rhythm of two games a week, midweek, weekend, and that's just not happening now. But it's because United <laughs> won one out of six Champions League games. What do you expect? Just walking past Euston now. There's not many United fans down here. Like, I have to say Arsenal away when people get a late beer. So after the game, I uh, went in the press conference, I spoke to Eric Tenark and asked him if the momentum building was genuine or fragile and, and he responded to that question, he said it's fragile. And he explained why, he said he felt that his players should have scored more goals. Give me a good answer actually. So, I'm feeling alright about United at the moment, so many changes going on with all the Ineos stuff. Ineos are effectively running Manchester United at the moment, which I'm, I'm all right about, but, you know, changes by the day. And I'd like to see uh, people who are good at the jobs and make improvements. I think there's a slight danger that some fans think any new appointment is a good thing, like any new player is a good thing. But it's not always the case. Uh, oh, there's some very good people at the club who just need better leadership really better direction a bit of enthusiasm so these are interesting times but United won today at Luton and the next game is Fulham at Old Trafford remember being down here in November beat Fulham Bruno late on hopefully the time where he's not scored since Rightly. Anyway, it's time for me to get my head down. Hope you've enjoyed this podcast and uh, the performances of the players and man of the match. Be Cobby Maynard and uh, there's a Cockney man arguing in the show. And Rashmus Hoyland did well. And then I think the players who we maybe want more from would be Casemiro, keeps getting yellow carded. Bruno Fernandes, Marcus Rashford, Garnacho didn't have a great game, worked hard. Got a credit Luton, they play good football, a good team to watch. Got something special going on there. But United got a victory. And uh, I remember the last time I came here with United, because it actually came last year, I could see that something was happening here and I came to write about it. Brilliant. And it was lovely today to meet all the same people. And, yeah, my opinion of Luton is a high one. 92, 
remember revising for my exams on the coach down. It was the only time I ever did that. Didn't win. Didn't win the league. Much better times did follow eventually. Let's hope that the same thing happens now. Bye-bye.